Looking to throw it. And he's got the touchdown! Here's Brady's pass. It's Gronkowski! Oh! Max strips it! He is unbelievable! We are one week away from an epic showdown with the Super Bowl with the Rams and the Bengals. We'll talk about it coming up in a little bit, but first, we're going to talk about the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl Skills Showdown. I'm here with Isaac. This is the Tabor Gridiron. And Isaac, the Pro Bowl, it's a fun, interesting. I, I liked it more when I was younger and they actually like really played football. The game has kind of changed, but it still is fun seeing a lot of these just really good players being highlighted. Some of them don't show up, and then there's replacements in there. But it still is just a kind of a fun game. All the guys kind of getting together and having fun, and then kind of just, you know, players that don't get to play with each other uh, being on the same team. It's it's fun to, to watch and to witness. It is fun. And like you said, it is slowly degraded over the years to a point where now it's it's fun, but it's not really as, like, mainstream as the rest. Like... Everybody knows the championship, and obviously everybody, like, everybody and everybody's whole, like, everybody knows the Super Bowl. That's just universal, and, I, and I'm and i going to, like, places and whatnot and gatherings and whatnot. I'm talking to people, and they're like, oh, who you think is going to win for the Super Bowl and whatnot, and I talk about, and then I talk about the Pro Bowl, and the reaction is one of two things. They either draw total blank and have no idea what the Pro Bowl is, or they say, yeah, I know about the Pro Bowl, I just don't watch it anymore. So it's slowly degraded over the years, and people have started kind of not watching it. I still like to watch it because it just highlights players, and it's often funny when there's players that are from rival teams but end up on the same team. That's always good to see. And it is just a very good time. However... I do have a caveat. I do like the skill showdown a lot more than the Pro Bowl because the thing with the Pro Bowl is, like you were saying, is they're they're playing, but not really at the same time. They're playing football, but they're not playing NFL football. They're not, like, tackling. I mean, they're tackling, but they're not, like, really going at it. They literally, like, they're not even tackling. They just, like, hug each other, and then they just It was almost away. like a two-hand touch game, exactly. for sure. It's like, like what me and my friends, friends do in the backyard. Friends, you're not missing much by, by not watching the Pro Bowl, but it is it is still funny. It was. It was literally, like, two-hand touch. The running game was non-existent because as soon as the running back would get the ball, they'd just touch them, and the whistle's blown. Towards the end of it, it started to get a little bit more chippy, a little bit more aggressive because ultimately the winner, the AFC or the NFC, does get more money. And so they start to get a little money hungry and go like, all right, well, hey, I'm going to tackle this guy now because we're almost going to win. A lot of, well, I guess the defenses were really highlighted more so than I've seen in other years. It was still a high scoring game. 41 to 35, a lot of touchdowns, you know, because, again, they're not really playing super hard, so just a lot of plays. But every quarterback threw an interception. There were a couple pick sixes. There were some defenders that stepped up and were like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, I'm getting this ball. I really like when you have, you know, the two brothers playing against each other. That was a lot of fun. You got Stephon Mm -hmm. Diggs, Trayvon Diggs, offense, defense, and a couple times – you know, Stefan Diggs went on defense, then Trayvon Diggs went on offense, and it was just fun to watch and see the two brothers kind of battling out and just having a lot of fun. 
And, you know, it's just, it's, it is. It's kind of a fun game to watch that kind of bridges over that two-week break of having to wait for the Super Bowl. Uh-huh, it is definitely that. It's kind of like the little appetizer to tide you over until the Super Bowl. It's not the Super Bowl, but it will hold you off to the Super Bowl. And that really emphasizes the fact that while it's not much, it's better than nothing. And I mean, at least we're getting football. It may not be full-on tackle football and two-hand touch football you play in the backyard, but hey, who cares? It's fun to watch, and it really it, it does go to show. However, there are some things that were actually pretty influential in the Pro Bowl. There were actually a lot of records broken that were pretty cool. Max Crosby leads the NFL with 82 quarterback pressures this year. Actually, this season. And it's crazy because Max Crosby, I mean, I knew about him, but only, like, in the later year. Like, I never really, like, in the start of the year, you never really heard about him. I honestly never really paid attention. All I remember is just hearing the announcers talk about how he had two X's in his name in Max. And that's literally all I remember. And then I just kind of went and was looking at some of the other players. But then once I really, like, took time and looked into who Max Crosby was, I was formally impressed. I was, it was cool who he was. And I was really just shocked because I was like, how has this gone over my head these past few weeks? And honestly, it wasn't really him not performing well. It was just my ignorance and me not seeing what was put out right in front of me. Yeah, I think he's been fantastic the whole season. And he actually won the defensive MVP in the Pro Bowl. That's not saying a whole lot, but Justin mm-hmm. Herbert was the offensive guy. Max Crosby was the defensive guy. So it was cool, you know, just seeing that. Oh, that's good. And, Justin Herbert um, got something. Yeah, I know. I'm happy for Justin. He he he's he's growing and he's gonna have his time. I think that you know, year in and year out, he's just gonna continue to get better. But yeah, it was fun to see those two guys. The kickers it kind of you feel bad if you're a kicker, but I guess not really. You're getting paid to be at the Pro Bowl, but you know, two kickers get to the Pro Bowl. You're you're the best of the best. You're the elite kicker for that season, and nobody punted. Everybody went for it on fourth down or was scoring points. The punter just sat there and just watched, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not even gonna you know kick the ball here at all." Exactly, and that's that's the hard part because kickers are often. I mean. I you you often think and I've thought this a lot how hard is it to just kick a ball between two posts but really it takes a lot of skill and it does take a lot of accuracy and whatnot and it does take a lot of knowing the knowledge of the game because I I often thought sure you, it maybe it's hard to kick it between the two posts but you really don't need to know a lot about football to just kick the ball but actually you do you need to know especially if your coach is going to be having you do like fake punts where it's like, especially onside kicks and where you are like... Kickers are the man, dude. Like, you got to really be tough as nails. I mean, think about how many times the game is just on your shoulders. You kick the goal, the field goal, and you win the game, you miss it, your whole team loses. Now, that's not all on you. It's all still a team win or a team loss because, you know, defense could have played better, offense could have played better, but still... That's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. And these guys just go out there, and and sometimes it looks like it doesn't even affect them. They're still like, yep, you know, and they do it so much. I mean, all they do is kick. So it's kind of like riding a bike in a sense of it's just like that automatic. You just do it over and over and over and over again. Like, okay, this is what I'm getting paid to do. This is my job. This is me helping my team, and I'm going to do it. And so, yeah, it's they're a huge, important part 
of a team for sure. And yeah, I think it's a lot harder than it looks like. It does. And honestly, I think that goes to show how in football teams, there are often are there's the star quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. There's a really good defensive player like Max Crosby. But really, every single part of the team helps benefit the team. Because the thing I like about football, and not even just football, but just team sports in general, like soccer and hockey and those kind of sports, is they're a team effort. So every puzzle piece has to play its part for the whole thing to take form. And if you want to win, it's not you pushing yourself. Obviously, you're pushing yourself to do good, but it's the whole team and you being a leader and motivating your team to get the job done. And that is really what stands out to me because... Sure, kickers, They, I, for the longest time, thought they had no skill, but it takes a lot of skill, and even though they're, usually they're just tacking on an extra one or three points, that can be a game-winning extra one or extra three points. 100%. And it really just goes to show how uh, the team in general, I, it doesn't matter if it's special teams, defense, offense, the whole team really combines and wins, and honestly, I liked seeing that in the Pro Bowl because it's literally the best parts out of every team put together. It's literally like the Madden Dream Team. I know it could it really be like an epic game if they really played like I know, a right? hard game of football. Because you're like, ah, oh, these are guys that don't get to play. You know, it's the best quarterbacks with the best receivers, and then the best defensive men. Like, yeah, it's it's still fun though to watch. Mm-hmm. I watched. You know, first of all, if you you know a kicker pass this podcast along because, you know, hey, who knew that kickers were going to be able to be talked about for the last several minutes and get all this praise, right? I, I mean, know, Most right? people are like, they don't even know who the kickers are. See, we, we got you. We got you, kickers. We're, we're looking out for you here. I watched the skills showdown. I don't know if you saw any highlights or not, Isaac. Some cool stuff, some fun stuff, some disappointing stuff. Like, they have the precision passing, okay? Mm-hmm. This this was epic. If if you're going to watch one thing between the Pro Bowl or the Skills Showdown, just look up the precision passing. Now, you had Mac Jones, Russell Wilson were the two quarterbacks. There's four people doing it, but then you had Hunter Renfro and then Justin Jefferson. Both of those guys are receivers that were just kind of having fun jumping into the precision passing. Both of them did awful, Hunter Renfro and Justin Jefferson, as you would expect. And they're like, oh, man, your job's hard, you know. And Then you get Mac Jones up there. Eh, he did okay. He was getting like seven, I think nine points, and you're trying to hit a target, and they're missing. And they're like, oh, it's all the wind, and the announcers are talking about the weather, and it's chilly, and it's windy, and whatnot. Dude, Russell Wilson gets in. Now, here's Russell Wilson, elite quarterback, has been doing it for a long time. The dude balls out 29 points. Everybody else, again, has like, you know, one, three, seven, nine, 29 points. He hit practically every target, like first first try. Just boom, boom, moving targets, everything. He was literally the definition of precision passing. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of fun. And I'm like, you know, yeah, if you're a quarterback in the NFL, that's what it should be. That's what you should look like. Hats off to Russell Wilson. Like one great quarterback, love watching him play. But then to you know go into an event like this and and still keep that skill and say, hey, this is the skill that I have. That was really cool. That was really cool to see, and it was nice to see. I mean, obviously Mac Jones is a younger player and he hasn't been in the league for a while. But really, realistically, he's been so hyped up, and people have been talking. This is the problem with 
a lot of these younger quarterbacks, and they're just so hyped up, and then they're doing all their stuff. Russell Wilson has been in the league for a while, and so he has seen a lot, and he just he was on fire like there's no other way to describe it and actually and, i gotta i gotta admit i kind of lied here there's two highlights you gotta look up if you're gonna watch really anything the next thing is the best catch and it was kind of fun quarterbacks throwing to these receivers you had stefan diggs you had tyreek hill justin jefferson and then seriously my man like I, i'm really loving this guy right now trayvon diggs Again, he's on defense. He's like, hey, I want to crack at this best catch. I want to go against these receivers. I want to go against my brother a little bit. Everybody's like, dude, he's like, yeah, he had a ton of interceptions. He's got some really good ball skills. Can you really win and compete in this best catch thing? Dude, he was absolutely awesome. First of all, it was kind of cool because they had judges. So you had Santonio Holmes. You had David Tyree and then actor Anthony Mackie, who plays Falcon. Oh, Falcon Anthony Winter Mackie, Soldier. that guy. Yeah. Yes. And so he was one of the judges that kind of judged the best catch. And seriously, the winner of it all was Trayvon Diggs. And really? he had the best catch. Jumped off a trampoline, caught the ball as he was doing a flip in the air. He was practically upside down, catches the ball, completes the flip, boom, lands on the pad. It was just epic. It was that, awesome. That now, was. You're never going to do that in a game, you know, but it was just fun, and they were all just kind of competing and just like, who can have the best catch? Yeah, Trayvon Diggs all the way, man. Oh, Trayvon Diggs is amazing. And he actually is, he's a great catcher. He has 11 interceptions this season, which is the most in 40 years. Like that, he's yeah, just He's just awesome. Right. Again, yeah, he was just off the charts. Okay, Super Bowl. Let's talk about this a little bit. All right. Let's close this out and really look at the Super Bowl here. First of all, who do you got? Who do you like really quick? All right. So I know this is kind of biased, but I am I'm really going for the Bengals and it's on war. Because here's the thing. I actually I have a valid excuse for this. Right. So you remember when we were doing our picks, right? Yeah. So I picked the 49ers as like my underdog team that I wanted to make it. Yeah. But obviously, you know, I had 0 and 4 and that yeah, didn't feel I know. too good. Yeah. And uh I picked the Chiefs because I thought, oh, the Chiefs are going to blow them out. Everybody knows that. And I thought, I really want the Bengals to win, but I I just need a win. I can't go zero. And they lost. And I went zero and two again. At, well, not again, but yeah, still okay. zero. Got and it. so it really just goes to show, I mean, the Bengals are a beyond great team. And they just were great against the Chiefs. And I was like, all right, well, I really, I really wanted the Bengals to win, and they won. So I mean, I, I was zero two, but I really wasn't that mad. I mean, the 49ers got out, obviously, but I'm not mad that Matthew Stafford's going to the Super Bowl. And I was just really happy for the Bengals, and I want to see Joe Burrow make it. However, there is one small thing: uh, Joe Burrow is a young quarterback, so he has lots more opportunities. However, Matthew Stafford, this is like one of the last chances he's getting. So if he does win, I'm not going to be very, I'm not going to be like mad. I'm going to be a little disappointed, but I'm not going to be mad at all. I'm going for the Rams, and I think that they're going to be able to pull that off. It could really be a different type of, it could be a low scoring game because the Rams defense steps up and really holds the Bengals offense in check. But Joe Burrow and the offense have proven time and time again that they can outplay the defenses and take what they're giving them and Jamar Chase can step up 
it could be a high-scoring game. It could be Joe Burrow just battling out with Matthew Stafford. I think if Matthew Stafford plays at the level he's been playing at, the Rams are also going to win. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited that Matthew Stafford is here. It's been really fun watching him be really the same quarterback that he was with the Lions because he had that skill and he was in that elite group. And now having just a team around him, I think that he's going to be able to pull it off. Cooper Cup, Bengals have to figure out how to stop him, but the Bengals really figured out how to stop the Chiefs, mm-hmm. you know. And so it really could be just a really fun, interesting game. I'm really hoping that the Rams win, but I'm kind of with you. If for some reason they don't, and the Bengals pull it off, I'm happy for second year man Joe Burrow. You got rookie Jamar Chase, just all the Bengals, the organization, the coaches, like. It's it's definitely time for them. They're due, and I think it would be fun either way. But I really want to see the Rams pull it off, and I think that they can if they kind of just you know step up. Can Jalen Ramsey step up and stop Jamar Chase? I don't know, and that's honestly a lot of the big questions. It's can this person do this? Can this person block this? Can this person pull off this catch? It's all these questions that honestly influence the Super Bowl and how things are going to turn out. It's going to be really interesting to see how it turns out because we both agree that this is a Super Bowl where there's not a definite, I want this person to win, I'm going to be sad if this person doesn't win, and I'm going to be mad at the other team if they win. This is a, I'm going for a team, but I'm not going to be devastated. Not even, I'm not even going to be really mad if the other team wins. And I think we can both agree that if the Bengals win, you're not going to be very mad. If the Rams win, I'm not going to be very mad because they both stand a very good chance and they both have a very good reason to win. And I, I just want to see a fun game. Exactly. Like, like, just make this a fun, epic Super Bowl that just goes into the record books and it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch and, and to see who's going to come on top. Now, everybody watches the Super Bowl for the commercials. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see. I'm sure we'll talk about a couple of them if there's some cool, epic ones. There hasn't really been... You know, years and years ago, there was just some great ones. And it's just kind of died off a little bit. But we'll see, and we'll talk about that and see what kind of pops up. But, you know, a lot of people watch the Super Bowl that don't really like football or they don't even understand or, like, why am I just here for the party, which is great. And and a lot of people do, and I encourage you to. But I would say things to kind of watch out for or see, I think this is kind of the Super Bowl of the underdogs. Mm -hmm. And so if you like that type of thing, even if you're not a football fan, it's totally worth watching the Super Bowl. The Bengals kind of are that underdog. Nobody thought they were going to get there. Nobody thought they were going to be there. And here they are. And everybody thinks the Rams are going to win. And I think it's going to be cool to watch the Bengals have to step up. And then on the other side, you have Matthew Stafford, who is kind of the underdog quarterback. Everybody thought he was just kind of washed up. And yeah, look, he's 12 losing seasons with the Lions. And so I think it's still going to be just a fun game to watch, to cheer. If you don't really even know a lot of football, it's just going to be a good underdog story all the way around, whoever comes up on top. I agree, and I definitely um, agree with that because the thing is, like you're saying, it's an underdog story. Everyone loves an underdog story. That's why American Underdog came out. That movie was great. Didn't see it yet, but I saw a bunch of trailers, and it looks really cool. But equally, yeah, you don't have to like football. You don't even really have to understand football. You just have to accept the fact it's an underdog story. It's going to be a great game. Hopefully, it's going to be a great game. Just sit down with friends and family and enjoy the game. It's going to be a great time, and we all we encourage you to watch it because 
it really, it's not even, sure, it's a football game, but really it's just a great game to watch. It, who cares what sport it is? It's just going to be a great experience to, well, experience. And it's going to be great, and I hope you'll watch it. And we'll break it down for you, and we hope you'll join us next week.